Welcome, Elder Emos. I'm your host, Samit. I'm Autumn. And I'm Brittany. And on tonight's episode of the Elder Emos podcast, we have a very special guest. We have Vic from Arrows in Action. How are you? Doing good. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. (laughs) As we, as we just said, your fans have been like very, very adamant Mm -hmm. about getting you on this show. So we have been blowing you up consistently and we know that you were just on tour. So um, we're kind of sorry, not sorry. We made it happen either way, but all of this happened before you guys announced your tour. So either way, (laughs) um, First and foremost, congratulations on everything. Uh, you guys are killing it right now. Freaking killing it. Um, I remember being in your lives when it was only like seven to nine people. And now you're like, you're out there. <laughs> so congratulations on all of that. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. TikTok has done a lot for us and we've done a lot of marketing and we've got more people than we ever thought we'd have at this point. It's, it's been great. Oh yeah, you can definitely see it. And uh, a lot of people that have come into our uh, episodes and everything have commended you guys for that. Being like, we've watched Arrows in Action and they're just like, they're on it. They're going with it. So like, we're trying to figure out what they're doing. And I'm like, I would love to figure it out too. But either way, (laughs) um, you guys just got done with a tour literally like four or five days ago. So talk to us about that. How was tour? Tour was amazing. Uh, we just finished a five-week run with bearings between you and me and Young Culture. Uh, and at the start of the tour, we didn't really know anybody. I mean, we had had bearings like it stayed at our uh, at our house before on like on like previous tours. So we had like met briefly and whatnot. Um, and we had played like one show with Young Culture like five or six years ago or something like that. But um, but we really just got to know everyone really well. And like now, I can't. It's so hard like not waking up next to everyone every day and like not hanging out on everyone's RVs and whatnot. Uh, we started the shows in Detroit and went all through, I think we went West through uh, like Chicago, Indianapolis, all the way out to California. Um, and then we went back through Texas, Atlanta, Florida, and then up through the Northeast. It was really, really good. It was our first uh, U.S. run. There were two Canada dates that we weren't able to play uh, just for passport issues, but we were so happy to have our first run go so well uh we had people like in every city singing our lyrics which being the first of four is crazy for us um especially in places where we've never been uh so it was really awesome and and people were so good with us on this tour from from the fans the bands to everyone who helped put it together we had the time of our lives well that's good that's good and especially because i know you guys have done smaller tours um in between they're doing smaller sections of the states we're not actually the full u.s so yeah, we we had never, never done a full US. The most we had done was a uh, a West Coast leg. I mean, we've played one off dates, you know, kind of weekend warrior gigs where it'd been like Chicago or like Florida or Nashville, yeah. Atlanta. But um, but yeah, this was our first like, full run. Nice. So let me ask this question. Since now you've now you've been to most states at this point. I'm not gonna say all of them because you still haven't come to North Carolina. It's fine. <laughs> I'll get over it. But uh what was your favorite so far? One of your favorites. That's really tough. Um, I think the the guys and I talk about this a lot. I think some of my favorites were um, 
chain reaction in Anaheim was amazing just for like the fact that we had to play that venue. And also it was like, we spent like the afternoon just like kind of hanging out all the bands. Like we all like ate and like had drinks together and stuff. And we had a nice like hangout before the show. Dallas went weirdly well. Um, we have a lot of fans in Dallas, I guess, but like it was this outdoor stage, like that had like a, like a dirt floor, but it was really fun. It was, uh, it felt very like, very like barn party. Uh, and then Orlando obviously went amazingly just because we are kind of from Florida and we have a lot of our people there. So that was fun. And, uh, the others, maybe Philly and Boston. There were a lot of really good ones. Good. So speaking of Florida, I swear to God, there is something in the water in Florida because there are so many of you coming out of Florida right now. Like yeah, I know, like Magnolia Park and and there have been so many awesome acts coming out of Florida. 408, Magnolia Park, and, I guess. Yeah, like... And, I th- I, would say, I think it's safe to say 60% of the artists we've had on the show are all out of Florida in some way, shape, or form. Like, it's nuts. And I'm like, is there something in the water? I mean, I understand that, like, Orlando is, like, the most magical place on Earth. But, <laughs> but now you've got all these, like, because so, you guys are currently in Nashville. You and Matt are. And then is Jesse still in Orlando still? Yeah, Jesse's still in Orlando. We fly him up usually for like a week every month just to do rehearsals and whatnot and just kind of map things out. Nice. So the way we always like to start interviews and everything for, I know you've you've talked about this many a times, but for the sake of our podcast and our listeners and everything like that, talk about uh, what is Arrows in Action? Who are you guys? Like, how'd you meet? Where'd you come from? Give us that rundown. So Arrows in Action uh, was a project that Jesse started actually uh, 10 years ago at this point. Um, And Jesse and I were like in separate bands at the time. Like I was in high school, Jesse was in college um, and he saw my band perform. That was kind of how like we met up at some point in time down the road. He needed a singer for Arrows in Action. That was when I joined. Uh, And we had always played shows with another band called Bothering Dennis. That was Matt's band at the time. And uh, just through playing so many shows together and kind of knowing each other, we knew that we that the three of us were like the most serious about what we wanted to do. We wanted to go the distance with the whole music thing and make it a career. Um, and so by the time that Matt was graduating college, Jesse and I were already out of school. We had just decided at that point that we wanted to do this full time. Um, we ended up moving into a house together for like two years. Matt and I lived together for we're almost on three years now. Um, and we just committed to like hunkering down and making music with each other, trying to invest in ourselves, working in better studios, working with producers that we really loved or, you know, that people that seemed like maybe they were like a big ask or like out of our reach. We just shot for the moon and tried to do as, as best as we could. And that's why now being in Nashville has been so amazing. We've met so many amazing contacts and, and so many people up here have made us feel so welcome because of that too, like Van Swank and, and Ryan and so there have been just a lot of great there's been a lot of great productivity that's come from Jesse and Matt and I working together I think we've really like just found that chemistry um yeah I sing and I play rhythm guitar and Matt rips lead guitar and Jesse Jesse does drums but he also is like has a cool producer's mind he adds a lot of like like ear candy we call it like extra piano and stuff like that cool synth and just like weird things you wouldn't expect and Jesse has a little vocals on there too, right? Um, so Jesse will often do really high harmonies. Uh, he can sing 
a little higher than me sometimes. So live, he'll do harmonies. Um, I usually end up doing most of our vocals, uh, but it's not out of the question to have Jesse on a track. I was going to say, because in some of your lives, I know he's been like harmonizing with you. And it's been like, it's like that se- that secret thing that Jesse has and you start singing. Everybody's like, wait, what? What? It's, it's wild. Like when we play full band live too, because he's always done harmonies from the drum set too. Like he's always had like the little, like the side mic and everything. And I've always joked that we need to get him like a boy band headset mic. Like yes. you know, as much. So please do that and bling it out. Just like completely bling it out. <laughs> Oh, that'll be great for Jesse's ego. Oh, of course it would be. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, so again, congratulations on everything that you guys had. Be More has been a huge success for you guys. Uncomfortably Numb has been everybody's favorite. And you got to do that with the incredible Taylor Acorn, who is magical. Um, so you also have a brand new single coming out on april 22nd put you through me which i'm super excited about i feel like i've seen so many of the different videos for it that i probably know the entire song by heart at this point and it hasn't even released yet so talk to us about put you through me because i know that's been in the works for a while yeah put you through me um i think we wrote that i think i started working on that back in like october or something um that was the first song that we wrote when we moved to Nashville, like with other songwriters. Um, so we have some friends in town and it's, it's Nashville is very much a songwriter's town. That's a big part of why we came up here was to work with other people and learn from other people. And uh, before this, it was a lot of me kind of sitting down and working out lyrics on my own and kind of like building out like a skeleton for a verse or a chorus. And then having Matt and Jesse help me like really flush it out and having our producer really help us flush it out. But this, um, and th- that's still kind of happened, but this was me sitting in a room with some close friends of ours and like explaining that my buddy was like, how are you feeling? Are you, are you seeing anybody right now? Like, do you have anything going on in your life? And I said, you know, I'm, I'm just really not like in a, in a good place right now, I think, or I'm not in a place where I, I feel like I need to do some work on myself and I don't want to put someone else through that right now. Like, I don't want to put you through me. And that was kind of where we took off with it. Um, And it was just a great first, experience writing with other people because I'd never had someone be able to put uh so much of to communicate so openly and just like how I was feeling and help me put that into into writing um in ways that I hadn't even like really thought of putting it sometimes so that was a really cool experience and we're really excited for this to come out uh just because it does feel like the next step in the arrows evolution I think to get cheesy with it <laughs> to get I love that <laughs> That's awesome. Now, was was Be More done in Nashville, or did you guys do that in Florida? Um, Be More was done in in Tennessee. Uh, in general, like it was recorded in Tennessee and a couple different places. Um, we had been working on songs that ended up on the record since early pandemic. Uh, so right. like when, when lockdown happened, like we basically just took March to like August, and we were just writing. Um, and I would just go outside with my guitar all day on a Saturday with nothing to do and just sit on our back porch and just write until something would stick. So we had a lot of demos from that um, and we ended up not using all of them, but they ended up coming up. That ended up being uncomfortably numb. That ended up being like Endeavor, um, All the Ways I Could Die. So a lot of cool ideas really came from that. We recorded it. Uh, we did like a writing trip where we ended up writing Only Be Mine um, and Permanent Vacation as well in September of 2020, uh, where we worked with our producer, Dan Swank in Nashville in his home, in his studio. Uh, and then we ended up renting a cabin 
in, I want to say Hendersonville or something. Uh, I forget where it was, but uh, we ended up renting a cabin with Dan and we just stayed for a week and finished out all the ways I could, like all the ways I could die. And uh, just really putting the, the final touches on the rest of the songs and compromise as well. Now, All the Ways I Could Die is one of your darker songs that you guys have, but it's definitely one of, it's definitely my favorite, probably. <laughs> I listen to that song so much. Like, I was it, listening to it, it at is, work. though? Yeah. Oh, like, okay. I was listening to it at work one day, and my manager was like, she's like, are you okay? Do we need to talk? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. Like, it, it's good. It's great. I mean, I'm just, just jamming. I just, I have so much fun picturing all the, all the work, all, all the work conversations that come from that or all the, are you conversations? No, no, I'm good. Yeah. And I work at a bank. So I mean, it makes Perfect. it even Thank worse. Thank you for telling me that. I love hearing that. <laughs> it makes it even worse. I'll be sitting in my office working and then that'll come on playing and my manager like pop her head around the corner and she'll be like, do we need to have a meeting? Do we need to talk? And I'm like, no, I'm good. Trust me. I'm good. We're fine. I just really love this band and this is a really good song. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, well, like I said before, before we started this interview, we've had a lot of people on our show that um, intentionally bring you up, unintentionally bring you up. Like you guys are, you guys are the talk on everybody, musicians, fans, everybody. It's always arrows in action. Um, we just recently talked to the home team that you guys saw when you were touring um and we were we were talking to them and and brian said eventually that there might be a home team at errors in action tour somewhere maybe down the line and vic that's i would amazing. have a stroke i know that's what i told if that came that's out that's what i told them i was like she's gonna die like <laughs> i would have a stroke we're we're hoping uh we want to make that happen so bad it's just it's just so funny because the home team is going through their own like blow up right now. And we love watching that happen. Like, cause on this last tour, they were also on the road at the same time yep. and they ended up playing like the same venues that we did the night before. So we ended up driving out. We'd like booked it from Salt Lake city to Sacramento, just to be able to see them play the night before we played uh, at this venue called Goldfield, I think. And uh, there it's, it's just so crazy to see a whole room just lose their minds for them. And so there's still, our paths will cross. We will make it work. There's no saying exactly when that's going to happen, but we love them so much. We met them back in 2019 uh, when we put out like our Hell in Paradise EP and they were touring the country and we ended up playing like, uh, I think like five shows with them through Florida and we've been such good friends with them ever since. Their new record's amazing. Oh yeah. Like the the two of you, the home team and Airs and Actions are the, like the two of you are on everybody's playlist right now. Yeah. Like everybody we've talked to, it's always been the two of you. And it's, I think it's also pretty cool how connected everybody is. Cause we also had Patrick Gilchrist from not my weekend on here. Love and Patrick. He's, he is hysterical. And we were talking about, um, I think autumn, you were in that interview, weren't you? I was. Yeah. yeah. So autumn was in there and we were, she was talking about how she was going to be at your show. And we were trying to convince her to like physically come up to you guys and say hi and she's like no Listen, no people scare me <laughs> she's like i can't and then patrick turned around and he goes don't be surprised by how really tall they are it's fine <laughs> I was the like, other two, not me uh, but be surprised by how short i am but yes <laughs> for real oh no, i'm like five seven yeah jesse and matt look like my bodyguards we just always stage our photos <laughs> oh my god i thought you guys were like similar heights that just makes it so much better 
Matt and Jesse are both six three, I think. Oh my Holy god! Holy cow! They are. They're, now, okay. To be fair, I would have thought Matt was shorter. I don't know why, but I thought Matt was shorter. I think it's Jesse's ego. It gives him an extra. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, but between like the home team, Patrick, Miramar Drive, all of the different ones out of there, they're all like, dude, like arrows and actions. You need to get arrows on the show. Like they are the nicest group of guys. And I'm like, I know. I have an arrows tattoo. Like, <laughs> I have your handwriting on me, so don't leave. Okay. It'd be I'm weird. Glad that, I'm glad we got to make this work. I'm glad we did too. But then I'm like, is it going to be weird that I'm like, hey, I'm that one that asked for your handwriting to put like a tattoo on my body. Like, I'm not a creep. I swear to God, this makes me sound like I'm a stalker. I'm not. I doing, promise. Doing my handwriting for tattoos because I've done it at least six times now. The first like two times I was like, wow. Okay. But now it's like, oh, sweet. Another one. All right. And like, <laughs> I'll ask Matt to write them out sometimes, like if they're okay with it, because Matt's better handwriting than I do. So I'll be like, ah, just, I don't know, Matt's might look a little better, but we're always like so honored to be a part of that in any way. At, at that point, I didn't care whose it was. I was just like, I just need somebody's handwriting. And then you had sent it and I was like, well, whose is this? And you're like, it's mine, it's Vic's. And I was like, oh, okay, don't leave the band now. It's gonna be really weird. <laughs> I'm like, whose handwriting is that? Well, you see. Um, but yeah, there's so many people that are talking about you. All of your fans, they say so many great things about you. They're super excited. And they're always, they're always talking about getting you on the show. Um, but the, the one thing that we've asked a lot of the artists and everything kind of piggybacking off of that. And I know Autumn feels this way and I felt this way too. When we, anytime we get artists and everything on the show, we get super nervous and like, like very, very nervous. And like, I've been a fan of you guys since way, like way back when, like God, probably a year or so now. Um, so I've been following since the beginning. And then when we finally got on the show and you were like, yeah, let's do it. May or may not have had a minor stroke. It's fine. We're good. But we talked about how always nervous we get in interviews and stuff like that. And we were actually talking to friend circle out of Jersey, super good dudes um and we were he was like he's like well I mean we're just people and this interview is not weird like a previous one that we did because they were asking us some like the weirdest questions so me being me I was like well like what are some of those questions you know so we don't ask those in our interview I asked them now good it's great so one question that we love to ask it's a very random off the wall question, but it tells us a lot about you. Is if you could be any sandwich, which sandwich would you be and why? Mm. A buffalo chicken tender pub sub that's on sale. That's on sale. It's on sale because that's that's when they taste the best. <laughs> what do you guys? Wait, that's on sale? Yeah, that's on sale. Like when the buffalo chicken tender pub sub is on sale, you know. Oh, do you guys? Because it's cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper. It makes it taste that much better. <laughs> I also love how he had a very quick answer for that. Like he knew. He goes, "Oh, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> waiting for somebody to ask me this question." I was like, I was digging it. And then he's like, "That's on sale." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> this gives it a little bit of flavor. I love it. Okay. Okay. 
I'll give you that one. Um, so then another one that we like to ask is um, if you could be in any movie, what movie would you be in and who would you play? Um, that is, that is a tough one. Sam, which one wasn't, but that one is. <laughs> this one is, this one is a lot of good movies. Um, I'm going to go with a childhood favorite surfs up the, uh, the surfing penguins movie. And I would want to be uh, the one who his name's Cody, uh, the, the, the main character penguin who's played by Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Put me on the spot. I don't know. You're like rattling on these questions. Now I'm like, well, shit. Um, <laughs> all right. Bring it back to music then. We'll probably have more icebreakers then as we go. But uh, were you a MySpace kid? Did you have MySpace? I was not, honestly. Um, some of the some of my classmates at the time were, were MySpace kids. They were cool. I wasn't. My mom was not about me having a MySpace, I think, for a certain point. And then by the time that like MySpace was starting to die, she was like, yeah, it's fine. And so there wasn't really a point. <laughs> but you know the concept behind yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the way MySpace is, is your profile song told everybody everything they ever needed to know about you. Like your profile song was the thing mm-hmm. on MySpace. So a question we love to ask now is if you had MySpace today, what would your profile song be? Hmm. Okay. And these are getting harder. Usually start with that one. So I'm glad you think they're getting harder. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'll go ahead with Roses by the Van Camino. Okay. Okay. Which, if correct me if I'm wrong, is one of your influences, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I love Camino. Okay. What other influences do you have aside from Camino? Um, I'm thinking about this a lot lately because I feel like some of my answers get repetitive. Um, but definitely at least growing up like a lot of like fallout boy uh and panic at the disco uh growing up also a lot of pierce the veil that kind of taught me a lot of my guitar work i feel like or just like more interesting uh ideas that i didn't have before um bad sons has been a really big influence uh, i actually got a bad sons tattoo on this last tour nice so that was nice the 1975 um huge influence just i know everyone cites them but it's just uh it's just they've been a cool influence on how we've looked at how we want to make music um and then i think there was one more uh the 1975 and then yeah i guess that's all i can really think of right now um dance gavin dance is a band that i was really influenced by for a long time too just uh the fun crazy guitar work and the high lead vocals who is making a comeback right now they are yeah which there's a lot of them a lot of bands Mm -hmm. making comebacks right now um, I feel like this would be a great conversation to have with you and knowing like who some of your like inspirations and stuff are and knowing how you are with music. Um, it feels like right now music and the scene and everything is in a major comeback swing from where it was like five or seven years ago. And I feel like social media is one of those things that contributes a lot to it. Cause like back in the day, Brittany and I ran a promotion company. We were in a band and everything during the MySpace days. And it was a lot more cutthroat. It was not how it is now. So you guys have had major success with social media. So how do you feel social media has an impact now with music and artists versus maybe three or four years ago? Three or four years ago. Um, I think let's say 2018. I mean, because I think TikTok was around like in 2018, wasn't it? Like it wasn't, it was 
It wasn't it musically. It was, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't take off until the pandemic hit because nobody had anything better. Okay. To do. Yeah, that's when I yeah. found out about TikTok. But it wasn't like cool music either. It was just like the yeah. I guess trend. It, I guess it wasn't like as on the forefront as it was. I always assumed that like Doja Cat and Lil Nas had gotten bigger like in 2018, 2019 because of that. Um, I'd say the biggest difference, like part partially, like with what you were saying, how like I feel like everyone knew about TikTok after the pandemic. Like that's when like if you were not into it, like you are into it now like you had to know about it um probably one of the biggest things is just that like it was probably already a great marketing tool for like at least the people that were on it but now it's how you reach everyone uh no matter what kind of platform you have and no matter what kind of like just thing that you're promoting is whether you're you know making a product or whether you're like teaching a skill or something uh tiktok has definitely been the most explosive to market that um I think also Twitch has become really big. I, I feel like it's been more so in the last like four years, but I, again, like again, it's like more of like a household name now as opposed to just like only a handful of people like knowing or watching. Um, I think beyond that, uh, those are been, those have been the big things I feel like for us at least. Okay. Now, if somebody, without giving away all of your secrets, because we're not about breaking secrets or anything like that, but if, if somebody had come up to you and been like, hey, what's your, like, if you could give tips to anybody who's trying to do what you guys are doing as far as your, like, success and stuff's concerned, what's something you would want to tell them? Uh, somebody, would ask, somebody were to ask us that today. I mean, a big thing that we champion is doing a lot of this ourselves, which does get a little, um, which does get a little overwhelming at times, but like we have a really good team between our manager, Jacob and the, and the people that we work with. And obviously the three of us, um, and we have really good friends that we can work with at any point in time, like whether it's for our videos or for like our photography or anything like that. So we, we are fully independent. And so I'd say a big part of it is not necessarily, um, like, like doing the work and looking into the research of like, well, can you do that yourself? Like how hard is it? Um, just in, that's kind of how we approach a lot of things. I think another thing that goes hand in hand with that is the, just the marketing, the online marketing. Um, we used to do a lot of Facebook ads. We still do some like Facebook and Instagram ads, but we learned just through trial and error, you know, just doing it, that it wasn't the most effective way to market. Um, with the TikTok video specifically, we just committed to doing like low effort, uh, just high quality audio. And that's really what's done well for us. Um, TikTok's such a weird thing too, because like people will ask, like, I feel like once someone does well on TikTok, everyone goes like, oh, they figured it out. They know like the secret and they've, they've busted the algorithm or something. And I think that it's really more a lot of just like, you just figure out what works for you. And that's really the best advice I can give is, figure out what works for you. And that may take a long time to figure that out, but because you're creating, you're creating, you're basically creating a channel for people to watch and you don't want to just, I mean, you can't, you can't emulate other people and we emulate our friends all the time just to see like, maybe this video will do well or something. But I like to think that all the best creators that I've seen and all the best artists I've seen have created, have curated their own like type of video or type of like profile. Um, that's fun to watch in its own way. And so just finding like that niche or just finding like that, uh, I don't know, that frame to put yourself in is important. I think it's also very impressive and something to note that a lot of your videos and stuff on TikTok that you guys release aren't even trends. Like it's solely like you guys and your music and like what you guys have 
and you're still killing it at the same time which for me it's like I, I mean for us like with our tiktok stuff we're like oh we got to do all these trends to try and get like followers views and things like that and then you guys come in and you're like no we just got to be ourselves play our music and do whatever and you still have an incredible success behind you i think that's and that's another thing i would say too like you said it perfectly where like it, it's something i don't even really think about anymore because it seems like it's just always in the forefront for us is like if it if if it has nothing to do with our music we're not gonna put it out like we have every tiktok for us or every like piece that we put out is just another way for new people to find us and if our music is not in that video or if there's not something about like our music and our like you know our product then it's been like a missed opportunity so that's what we've told other other bands or just friends that just like Whatever it is that you're promoting, make sure that's a video and that people don't have to ask. And if they do have to ask, make sure you're responding to all those comments. That's actually very, that's such a good, that's so smart. I'm sitting over here like, God, we've been doing it wrong, like, for <laughs> however long. Like, now I'm reassessing all my life's decisions over here. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> at least but your TikTok decisions. <laughs> at least TikTok. TikTok ones, maybe, but... <laughs> Just TikTok, it's fine. Everything else, like whatever. Just TikTok, though. <laughs> um, now, speaking of that, like you guys went through an entire marketing campaign for uncomfortable, uncomfortably numb, like that. I feel like that song. And correct me if I'm wrong, but just matter of perception from me on the outside, or even all of us, uncomfortably numb was like that turning point song for you guys for social media. Absolutely. But what's what's really funny about that is that like. The Uncomfortably Numb had a video that did two and a half million views within like two or within a couple days. And that was like insane. That was where people really started finding us. But the song had been out for two months before that had happened. Like a lot of the time artists or even us will just try to promote a song far in advance to it coming out. Uh, and that way you get people ready to pre-save the song. You get high pre-save numbers and then you have a ton of people listening that first day. We kind of had that happen. We had like a video do like relatively well, not nearly as 2.5 million views, but like we had done a lot of promotion with it. And, um, but it was really after our This Wildlife Tour where we just took videos of us performing the song with Taylor, synced the audio and posted that, that people like really started getting excited about the song. And it was great because, because the song was already out. We saw that, we saw like the song blow up in real time. We didn't have to wait to put out the song and then hope, you know, that everyone goes and listens to it on the day it's out. We would just say, hey, it's out. And that was really what what drove it. And also because it was out, people could just share it immediately with their friends and just add it to playlists. Now, let me ask this question of general curiosity. Do you ever get tired of playing that song? Not yet. No, I mean, it's been <laughs> less than a year. So I, I pray that I don't get tired of that song yet. Um, it's been... It's been more fun every time. And uh, especially like on this last tour, I was talking to Matt about this the other day, how it was, it was like, oh man, I can't believe we're four days from finishing the tour. I feel like we just got good at this. Like, I feel like we just figured out how to play these shows better than we've ever played them. Or like, cause we were constantly learning from every other band on the tour or just from ourselves and just like how we wanted to get a crowd excited um, and just how to perform and everything. And we would just find little bits and uncomfortably know um, here and there because that was always like our closer it was always the song that like everyone would know if you had come to the show um for us at least like so it's it's only gotten more fun just the theatrics and the crazy swinging around and stuff it's been great 
Um, now I know you've kind of answered this before. There, a, a lot of people in your live always ask you like what your favorite song is and everything from Be More. But I want to ask, what's your what's probably your favorite song in your entire discography up to this point? Oh man, um, I'd like to think it's something off of Be More. And let me think. There's because I remember being in one of your lives and I asked for Crimson, and it was immediately I was told I was like oh that's a deep cut we're not doing that I was like okay moving on (laughs) it's not that it's bad it's just that like we've kind of we've dropped a lot of like the songs that haven't come out in the last like two years um like we don't really play anything from hell in paradise or from coasting anymore our first two EPs well technically our second two EPs we took running from the sun off um but I'd say probably just for like it's between permanent vacation and uh, all the ways I could die. Because all the ways I could die, I felt like I finally just got to like, there's a lot of like, I walk a line a lot with our lyrics where it's like, I don't want to be too dark, but I don't want to be too silly. And that was one of the ones where I was just like, I just want to go full in. I just want to go like full force, just, you know. And, and our manager, Jacob, was like, we, we tracked the vocals and he was like, he came in, he was like, are you good? I thought we were having a good time at the cabin, man. Like, what's what's going on? I was like, no, this is how you know we're having a great time. Um, and we were, we're working through it. We weren't like worried about putting the song out, but we were like, you know, I don't know about this one, boys. So um, it was really, it's been really cool to see that one have such a great life and have so many people like that song. Um, I mean, obviously it's always good to have anyone like any song, but to see that song with that sort of, um, I don't know, weight and that subject matter uh, do as well as it's done and resonate with so many people has been awesome. On a personal note, I love Permanent Vacation, uh, neck and neck with that song just because it's the only song on the record that just feels totally carefree and just like a good time. Um, The others don't, but every other song has a little like heaviness or just like some sort of like, you know, mental stuff going on to it. So that's the only one that feels like just a release. And I love that one. I was going to say permanent vacation gives me major like hangover vibes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, slight disaster and a half if you're actually in the hangover, if you've seen that movie, but that's the vibes I get from permanent vacation. <laughs> I was trying to explain the song to my mom and I was telling her about the lyrics, like as I was writing it, like we were in the studio and I was like writing out the lyrics. And I'm like, I'm writing this next. So I was on the phone with her and she was like, like, why would you want to lose your shoes and your phone? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. I've You'll done worse. Later. <laughs> I've lost my shoes fine. when I drank tequila. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you take tequila, you're you're asking for it mm. at that point. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't. Mm. My first and only time with tequila. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't. I don't do tequila. No, thanks. Mm. Um, now, PBR sponsored this tour, didn't they? Speaking of alcohol. They did. Yeah. Um, the, so Bearings had the, had the tour sponsored by PBR. So we had PBR every night. It was great. <laughs> Sometimes I throw a lime in there just to change things up. It's great. PBR is so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I can't say it's bad. I know. Honestly, well, you can't, I can. <laughs> That's why I say I put a lime in there to spice it up. <laughs> Following. Got it. Following along now. Um, now you you talked about your music videos and stuff like that um i don't you i believe you had stated that this time is also one of your more popular ones too a lot of people love this time i recently watched this time 
and uncomfortably numb. And I'm like, oh my God, Vic looks like a teenager. You look so young in this time. And, and I think it was like, it was like two years difference. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's short hair, Vic, very tiny bleach blonde, Matt, like, (laughs) oh my goodness. But seeing where this time is compared to uncomfortably numb is such a huge growth for you guys that it, it was incredible to see it. If you watch them side by side, you can really see it. And I was like, I was like, damn, I'm proud of these guys. Like you guys are killing it. And I know I've said it multiple times in this, but you guys absolutely are. Thank you so much. The cool thing about, I I love that music video. um, And all the boys do just for so many reasons. But like, when I talk about how we tried to do things in house for a long time, we still do to a certain extent, our manager and our friend Dylan shot that music video. Like, those are just two buddies of ours who are able to shoot the whole thing. And every, anyone who's in the music video is just a friend of ours. And that's the house that we lived in for two years writing Be More. Um, so that's okay. fun. Like, I don't know. I always look back on that music video and that's, it's always going to be nice to have that because it's like a little time council moment of that. And uh, it is crazy to see where we've come with Uncontrolly Numb where we actually worked with our friend Dalton Snedden on that music video and just us working together on like creating a vision for that it was i don't know it was uh, i don't want to say it was more or less hands-on but it was just a different way of doing things because this time was so it was so diy like we were setting up the lights ourselves and everything you know and, like it was in our literal house so it it is cool to see how far we've come and i love having that little piece of history for us oh yeah and i also love how um only be mine and uncomfortably numb like connect with each other via your music videos i i didn't pick up on it at first and then i was like wait a minute wait wait a minute hold up um now Easter egg. <laughs> right um can we expect a music video for put you through me um am i allowed to ask I mean, that question i can't say anything you're totally allowed to ask that question i'm just not necessarily <laughs> But um, I can't really say anything about uh, any media associated with it, but. Then I'm going to put it, if we can't get any information. I'm putting a request in right now. This is right. the Elder Evil Hours formal request. I will, I will submit the request to the board. And okay. We'll... And then we'll see if it gets reviewed and see if it happens. Yeah. Fine. I'll, I'll take that. That's perfectly fine. Um, now. Are you are you trying to do like a storyline thing between this time and uncomfortably numb? Is that like the end of that, or are we picking up on that later on? For this time and uncomfortably numb. Not this time. Um, okay. Only be mine. You have so um, many songs. <laughs> I know. Trust me. I, know. I listen to all of them, and I'm like the gray and all of these. Like, okay. We we may. Um, I, I don't want to be married to that idea necessarily. I mean, we okay. love like continuity and that was such a fun thing to be able to do with only be mine and uncomfortably numb. Uh, just in that, like even just between those two songs and we were like, we have Taylor who's going to be in one video anyways. It would be awesome just to bring her up. Like we, we drove to the city called Cairo, Illinois uh, to shoot only be mine. And we were like, well, let's just have Taylor come with us. And then she can like make an appearance and like, if you notice in Only Be Mine, she's like, she's a ghost that shows up here and there and everything. And then obviously she's in Uncomfortably Numb. Um, but I don't necessarily, I don't know. I like the idea of exploring different stories too. 
Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that like we're going to abandon that altogether, but I don't want anyone to expect that we're going to pick up on that story. Okay. Uh, there are other stories to tell, and I don't think that necessarily we need to be the main characters in every single one. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. Um, now, if going back to the MySpace question, um, would if you had MySpace today, what Arrows song would you have? Would it be Permanent Vacation? Probably, yes. Okay. Just to okay. show them a good time. <laughs> Touche. Touche. That's fine. That works. Um, so go through and tell us with what you can. What's next for Arrows in Action? Aside from Put You Through Me, which is coming out. Uh, well... Yeah, Put You Through Me is coming out April 22nd. Um, we have no, we have nothing like necessarily to announce right now. We are working behind the scenes on a lot of things. And as soon as we're able to announce, I'm going to be very excited. But really right now, um, we've been writing for a while and we are going to continue writing. Um, Put You Through Me is just like the first child of all of that writing, but there's going to be so many more. Um, I can't say how many more there will be this year but I can say that we will be work, putting out content this year. Uh, Good without, choice of words. <laughs> yeah. So we will be putting out more content this year uh, in varying forms. And we're very excited for all of you to see it. I'm very excited. We're excited and to see it. We hope to be touring again. We hope to be on the road at least once more this year. I will say that. We have uh, nothing to announce officially yet, but fingers crossed something will. I am, I am also I'm also going to submit in to the board that North Carolina may be beyond that. I hope it is. I hope it is. <laughs> I'm going to put that into the board right now with my music video requests. Maybe <laughs> one of them will get approved. That's fine. I'll take a 50-50 chance. I'll take a 50-50 chance. It's fine. Um, so you've got one tour, potentially another tour. Um, you've got all this new stuff coming out, all of these new exciting things that we can, that we do know about, that we can know about the new single and everything else. Um, your fans have been dying to get you guys on this show to sit down and talk with you. Cause you're, you guys have been going live on TikTok, which has been a great way for you guys to connect with your fans. And then we were able to get you on here more of a one-on-one -on -one situation, but I know because it's been asked of us many of times to ask the biggest question that everybody has asked us to ask you is what in the hell is your hair regimen? Everybody is like, his hair is incredible. What does he do? So we're going to set the record straight here. I wake up every day. I call my mom and I say, thank you for, thank you for giving me good hair, mom. That's, that's <laughs> it. I keep it clean. Uh, I wash it. I don't have a crazy routine or anything. I don't have a, I don't blow it out or anything. I just, I don't use a dryer for the most part. I just let it do its thing. So it's it's all natural. That's it. Okay, so listeners, you have heard it here first. It is nothing special. <laughs> Super it's simple. Just, it's just genetics. Genetics. It's just what my mama gave me. Genetics right. gave him the best hair. Um, <laughs> now, you guys do a lot of covers in your lives. Um, would you guys ever consider releasing any covers going forward? Because I know a lot of bands have been doing that now. Maybe. Um, the thing about a cover is the more time we spend on a cover, the less time we have to work on arrows and action stuff. Okay. So 
it's always something that we'd love to do uh, with the time. And I, I don't want to rule it off. Like, I don't want to rule it out. It's absolutely something we'd love to do. The other issue we always have is picking a cover. We always will do this every six months. We go, what cover are we going to do? Then we make a long playlist or we all make suggestions and two of us are like, awesome. The other one's like, nope. Or it's, it's just like, this is the one. We're like, that's not the song. So it, 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 we always end up just getting like frustrated, I feel like, but we will pick something eventually. Uh, and I'm sure that we will put out a cover in the future, though I can't say when. Okay. So then also speaking of covers, you guys were also doing a lot of those in your lives that you were doing weekly for a while. Because for a while there, y'all had the schedule of Jesse was going live on Monday, playing video games. Y'all were going <laughs> lives on Tuesday or Wednesday. And then a day after that would be another video game thing with Matt and Jesse. So are we going to see some of those lives happen again now that tours? Oh, man. We, I just woke <laughs> up from three days of hibernation after tour. <laughs> I hope so. We haven't really talked about it. It's funny. We have we normally have 9 a.m. meetings or like 10 a.m. meetings like every like Monday through Friday just to discuss what we're going to do that day for the band and what we've got on our, t- on our plate that week. We've been so out of it since tour has ended that we haven't had one of those. Uh, so we don't have anything scheduled. Uh, I'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow, maybe. Like a lot of them are like off the cuff sometimes. Uh, so I might try to do something this week or next, but uh, we'll announce it on our Instagram when we start doing those again. We may not do it, uh, may not do it quite as strictly uh, getting right back before, but I'll have to talk to the boys. I honestly don't even know yet. I know people have been talking about it and they've been asking. So I was like, you know what? I'll ask that burning question too, just it's, to see. It's up in the air and it's, it's a change at any time. We could, we could go live anytime. Keep your TikTok notifications on. Yeah. So keep your notifications on. If you see that arrows pops on, then please make sure you go and chime in, hang out with them. Um, Brittany also thought it was very hysterical how all of y'all's usernames are like Vic in action, Matt in action, Jesse in action. She was like, she goes, that's so funny. <laughs> I can literally just picture you guys just be like doing karate moves and stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just, it was super funny to me. <laughs> My mom loves that. She changed her, her username to Ellen in action too. So Aww. that's so awesome. <laughs> so how, I know that this has been something that's talked about, but it's never been a real straight answer, but how did you get the name arrows in action? Jesse. Um, so Jesse came up with the name, uh, when he had first formed the band, I don't really have a lot of an answer. He, <laughs> every time that we ask that someone asked this, I just point to Jesse and then I kind of tune out while he explains. <laughs> I never really know. He came up with it. Uh, we could all, we always like to make up like different reasons for why we chose the name. Like, Oh, like, shooting forward or something i don't know um just sounded like it was a like it was a good idea now jesse makes the bit jesse makes the joke on stage like most nights would be like hi we're arrows in action that's a bad band name i know it's a bad band name every band name is bad until you become famous limp biscuit the red hot chili peppers so also did you know that limp biscuit is making music again oh if there's one person to ask it's me I was gonna say they just we just found out that they just released a new album. Yeah, we found out. Oh, yeah, we would walk on to Dad Vibes almost every night if we could uh, talk the sound person into it on tour. We'd be like, "Hey, can you play Dad Vibes by Limp Biscuit as we walk out on the stage?" I was like, peak moment for me. 
Oh, somebody because somebody said that and I was like Limp Biscuit is still alive it was Drew from Felicity <laughs> I was like what that's still still in the game. oh my goodness um now speaking speaking of like this nostalgia thing and everything that we're going through let me get your thoughts on when we were young fest this has been a, a good question to ask too oh, when did that already happen is that happening in the future I, I blocked it out honestly it happens in October of October. this year October Jesus um it's like it's, it's like 42 bands over the course of three days same lineup every day three stages a lot of a lot of notes about that um <laughs> a lot of notes about that i i don't know why they couldn't spread it out i feel like it would be easier to accommodate that way um i think it's a cool idea i think that the tickets are gonna be crazy expensive and you know if you manage to get a ticket good for you you're lucky um i think it's a good spread for a lot of people. I think that people who don't like Census Fail but love Avril Lavigne are going to have a good time and vice versa. Um, and so, I, again, I think it's a good spread. Uh, I was very interested by some of the acts in the lineup. Sometimes I was like, really? Oh, okay. Um, but there were a lot of really cool ones that I was excited about. And I won't be going uh, just because I probably won't be able to afford it or I won't have the time, but it sounds like a cool, like a cool event. Okay, so the rumor has it now that the headliners that are going to be playing all at the same exact time is Mike Hem, Paramore, and A Day to Remember. So if all three of them were playing at once, who would you go see? I'm, Matt's going to hate me for this. Um, I know Matt would see Mike Hem. I would probably go see Paramore. Okay. Uh, I, I love My Chemical Romance. I just think that Paramore had more of an influence on me growing up and I listened to their stuff a little, uh, a little more. Um, my chem, I got into a little later kind of when I was like tail into high school, more into college, I really started listening to them, but probably, probably Paramore I'd say. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Or you could just run amongst the stages. Like I'm sure a lot of people will just <laughs> stand, in the, stand in the middle and pull a friend's movement and just pivot. All three songs blaring at once. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think you just bring Warfar back. Yeah. Bring Warfar back. I, yeah. I wish. I would go. I would but absolutely I, go to Warfar again. I can't. Uh, I said, I can't even tell you the last concert I went Nope. I lied. It was Alien Ant Farm. That's the last concert I went to, if that shows my age. What a great concert that must have been. Oh, it was It was weird. They're old. Older than <laughs> I was. Mine was Kiss. They're older. <laughs> Oh, kiss. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. We took my dad. Nice. <laughs> Her dad is in love. He's a major kiss. kiss fan. Yeah. So me and my brother took my dad. Nice. That's awesome. I think yeah. the only concert I've taken my mom to, I think I took my mom to Aretha Franklin and also the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but that was for us. Red Hot Chili Peppers was for both of us. Heck yeah. I would love to go to that. <laughs> Okay, I'm writing myself out here. I totally thought when you said that that you took her to a concert that was Aretha Franklin and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, oh my bad, my bad. Those and I was like, I'm sorry. Where was That's I when weird this happened? Where was I when this happened? <laughs> Have I been living under a rock that long? Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. Okay. Whew. I mean, I've seen some weird lineups, but that one, that one would take the cake. That's like saying you have Stevie Wonder playing with, uh, like Nickelback. Um, I mean, have you ever been to a forty-five cent concert? No. 
It's 50 cent with a nickelback. <laughs> I walked into that. I knew that. Vic even was like, Vic was like, he goes, no, but you can see it all over his face. He knew exactly where it was going. <laughs> we all knew where it was going. <laughs> Too late. Yes. Did it. I've slipped my dad's joke. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, holy crap. <laughs> all right. Dad jokes for the win. Um, <laughs> Such a dad so, joke. I know you. So you just went on tour with bearings and all of them, and you're putting. Maybe going on another tour that we don't have any information with yet, but if you could pick your ideal lineup for a tour, what would your ideal lineup be? Oh, I was joking around with uh, Young Culture and Biome and Bearings. It would just be this again in four years with stadiums. Um, but beyond <laughs> it's also that, a good call. Right? Just all the bands just explode in size. Um, right now, and Camino's, Camino's a big one. would love to support Camino. Um, the Aces, would love to play with them. Uh, Try to think of, you know what? The home team. That's a weird lineup, but I like that. Camino, the Aces, the home team, and us. I'm going to say it here, and I said it to uh, Brian and Daniel when they came on the show. If there is an announcement of the home team and arrows in action, I'm going to have a stroke. And we are going to go to it. Even if it's not in North Carolina, we're going to find one, and we're going to go to it. Don't- don't have a stroke because it's going to happen eventually. We just don't know. Look, they, they okay, said that's the same thing. So we believe you. It's happening. Just don't have a stroke. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, look, I make prepare no promises. Prepare yourself. It's happening. Just prepare. I mean, you know it's, it's, well, it's not happening, but it could happen. There's a okay. chance of that. Both bands are saying it's going to happen. So just get it in your head. It's happening. So you don't stroke out. If I get too excited about it now and it doesn't like. <laughs> Vic, if this happens, I swear, I swear on my cats, I will lose my shit. Okay. Well, that's not having a stroke, so it's fine. Yeah. As long as you don't die before our show, it's fine. Please don't die. Yeah. Again, I make no promises. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I would love that. Like, because I feel like the two of you are very similar vibes um you guys personality wise are the best so i feel like it would be such okay let me ask this question if you could collaborate on any home team song what song would you want to collaborate on them with if you got that chance i mean without a question i'd have to say uh the top one i'd say is uh watching all your friends get rich maybe right through me but watching all your friends get rich is just too good to pass up you know yep dang it it gets stuck in my head. I mean, yes, but right through me. Is like the oh baby part in right through me is like the best thing. Oh, yeah. Watching yeah. them post videos of that live has been just, oh, it's been heartwarming. I love seeing that. You just feel <laughs> the whole crowd just scream, oh, baby. And it's it's amazing. Now, do you get a lot of your fans doing that with Uncomfortably Numb? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. On the uh, first chorus, we kind of drop out a little bit. Like, we'll feel, uh, we'll feel out the crowd and like, we'll pull out. We have in-ears and we'll like pull one out and like, really listen to everyone it's like okay this crowd's starting to sing it like we'll kind of pull the mic away let everyone sing it's it's really a cool experience to hear so say, that's got to be like a, a like a quite an experience for you guys to see like all the stuff that you guys have worked so hard on being screamed back at you by a whole bunch of people all at the same time and it's yeah it's been a while i remember there were two cities specifically where it was just like it was 
like physically overwhelming. It was just wild to see um, in Orlando again, it being like our hometown show almost. And then Boston was just wild. It was like 400, 450 people in the room. I think it was the middle East and uh, like you could just feel it in the air. It was crazy. I'm so proud of you guys. Like I will tell you over and over again, like, again, I might've come in there right before be more, but like just seeing where you guys were then to where you are now, I am so proud of you guys and everything you guys have accomplished up to this point like just watching it has been so cool to see like because I found you guys you had less than a hundred thousand followers you were just kind of doing the thing doing lives and I think it was around the holidays that you were doing acoustic lives that's when that is starting you didn't have a whole lot you had maybe 15 20 people in your lives and now you're at like 200 people give and take all these people are coming to see you all of your stuff's blowing up artists from everywhere have been like, oh, you've, you're, you're talking to Arrows? I'm like, yeah. Even the home team was like, uh, have you talked to them yet? And I'm like, no, not <laughs> April 11th. They're on tour right now. Like, it's coming, I, I promise. I appreciate you uh, waiting for us to get back. Definitely feeling a lot. Uh, I don't think I would have had as good of answers or would have been nearly as awake for <laughs> on tour, but. No. But well, then knowing the circumstances leading up to this one, I remember talking to Brittany and I was like, I was like, I don't know if they're going to make it tonight. Like tour did a number on them. So I don't, I don't know if they're going to make it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I wish the boys could be here, but I told them, I was like, you know what guys, you guys need to rest. Like I'll just do it. My, yeah. I'll do it below, you know? And so they, they send their best. So thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you for just being a part of it too. Like it's you saying, you know, that you came in just before be more at school because you got to see like the rollout of the whole EP and how we wanted to lay it out and how we wanted to present like this new arrows in action to not just our old fans, but anyone finding us. And so for that to be like your first impression of us, I think is really special for us to know that like our rebrand or, you know, like our re reemergence, I guess, with the new EP, like went so well. Yeah. And uh, it says a lot. And it's, I, I think we over here at the elder emo hours. owe you guys a lot as well because uh when i had discovered you guys um i discovered you guys like just because of how you guys were and how personable you guys were and the amazing music and things that you were creating and everything that like that like i wanted to do everything possible i could to help you guys like knowing what my background was and britney's background like we've been in bands we've been promoters we've been booking agents venue like we've done all of that stuff so when the, when you guys popped up, I was like, dude, like I genuinely want to help these guys out in any way, shape and form. And after me, like haven't met you guys, but like being in your lives and stuff like that, it kind of re-sparked something for us to start this podcast to see if we can take what we know to help people like you guys, like the independent artists, the ones that are killing it and things like that. Granted, y'all probably don't need our help at this point, but we're glad you're here. But I truly believe that our podcast would not be anything if it wasn't for you guys randomly popping up on my for you page and me getting to know you through TikTok. So we thank you guys tremendously for that, whether you knew it or not, you know it now, but you guys made a huge difference on us and what we do and uncomfortably numb saved my life. Not going to lie, not even in the cheesiest way, but it definitely did. Um, and I appreciate that as well because if that was the case probably wouldn't be here right now so i appreciate you and your band and everything but we owe a lot to you like you you guys have un unintentionally and unbeknownst to you done a whole lot for us over here and for that we we thank you guys tremendously thank you so much for saying all of that like it 
it really means the world to me to hear that, especially regarding Uncomfortably Numb and just just knowing that, I mean, it's crazy to me when any of our songs resonate in any way with people and to hear people tell us, you know, their specific experiences is always super special. And it makes it, it always makes me think about what we're writing moving forward and just like how I feel and the things that I say and like, just, it makes me think about how, if it can help somebody and I hope it does, or if it has an impact on somebody. So, and thank you for saying that we've had any impact on the podcast. That's, that's awesome for us to hear. And we love other creatives, you know, getting any sort of like inspiration or any sort of like spark. Cause I know that like, that's half the time that I'm on TikTok. Like I will just tune into other lives just to be like, what's this one got going on? Because that's where you find the most authentic and inspiring and just like interesting I feel like content and creators and it's been, it's been cool to see that through TikTok and everything. And I, I love hearing that coming from you. So thank you. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been quite a wild ride for us, but I, I just remember it was like right after we had started this podcast, after going through again, following you guys and everything like that. And I remember popping into your live, like four or five hours after we had decided we were going to do this and created our thing. And I shot my shot in the live and I was like, you should come on our show. And you were like, yeah, I'm a follow you. And you were like our third follower. And I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, that happened. Oh my God. And to want to take a chance on somebody that only has three followers on TikTok. You know, we try to, I don't know. We, um, we always, whether it's like, you know, after shows at the merge table or whether it's like on TikTok lives or anything, we always try to connect with, with our people, just with whoever's watching, whoever's there. And like, uh, I've talked with Matt and Jesse about this. It's like our fans too. It's like, we're not always going to have the time or be able to do this, but while we do, we want to do that. Like we want to be able to connect with every podcast that we can and talk to every fan that wants to speak to us or just anyone who cares about what we're doing. We want to talk to them about it. If, if they want to talk to us, you know, so thank you for caring. Thank you for being a, a member of, or just a viewer in the stream and just a supporter, you know, it's been amazing. Well, thank you for taking a chance on us being a smaller podcast from the beginning. Granted, we're a couple of months in now, so we're not at three anymore. We've we've made a, l- a little bit of progress since then. But from the beginning, like uh, just popping in on us and being like, yeah, let's do it. Let's whatever. And now we've got you on the show. And again, we do owe a lot to you guys. So we please give our love and everything to the other two and let them know yes. as well. Um, since we don't have all three of you on here. That just means we have to schedule another episode after like your stuff. Yeah. Or, Hey, we could do that too. Or one of all three of you after some of this exciting stuff comes out, because I, I firmly believe that in like six months from now, you're not even going to know who we are. Cause you're going to be this amazing, credible freaking touring thing. That's everywhere. And on everybody's saying, be like, Hey, I talked to them once they're dope as shit. Of course I'm going to remember this. This has been amazing. Yeah, because we asked the sandwich question. That's what's going to be. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that on sale buffalo chicken pub pub sandwich? Pub sub. <laughs> pub sub. On sale. On sale. Anytime <laughs> I see a buffalo chicken sandwich on sale, I'm going to think of it. <laughs> if you randomly get a picture on Instagram one day of, of, of that sandwich, <laughs> it's me. It's Brittany. <laughs> Oh, if we've taken anything from this sale. interview oh god that's it's great that sandwich <laughs> oh my god 
Well, uh, we are coming up to the hour mark as far as the, the interview and everything is concerned. So Vic, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us again. We know that you guys have a crazy busy schedule. You just came off of tour uh, and you sat here and spent an hour with us. And we know that you're getting over the creeping cred that's currently been going around from tour. So we really, really appreciate you for coming and hang out with us. Um, Tell the guys we hope they feel better too. Yes. Of course. Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been great. Yeah. Wonderful meeting you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun. Um, Again, you guys are more than welcome to come on our show at any given point, anytime. If there's anything that you guys have going on and need some help with or extra promotion or anything, or if you're coming through North Carolina and need a place to stay, you can obviously stay here instead of sleeping in a van. I do have cats though. So you just got to be okay with cats. They don't know what personal space is. Um, But ladies and gentlemen, we are the Elder Emo Hours podcast, and we've been hanging out with Vic from uh, Arrows in Action. Please go find them on social media. Go find them on Spotify, on Apple Music, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. They are a little bit of everywhere. Go find them, follow them. And when you do, please tell them that the Elder Emo Hours sent you. Uh, Again, this is the Elder Emo Hours, and this was Vic from Arrows in Action. 